You're listening to Tim Talks, Taking Interest in Ministry, a conversation between two great friends with over 70 years of ministry between them. Ministering on opposite sides of the border, Dr. Al Stone is the General Director of Bearing Precious Seed Canada and Pastor Emeritus of the Bible Baptist Church in St. Thomas, Ontario, Canada, while Pastor Dan Wolven pastors the North Columbus Baptist Church in Columbus, Ohio. Listen now as Al and Dan review and relate their experiences in hopes of helping others who are taking an interest in ministry. Now, here is Tim Talks. Welcome to Tim Talks. <laughs> you still have the I can tell you're in Indiana without the pucks. Ugh. Man, I'm gonna have to find out I'm gonna have to find out where you're headed. I should buy yeah. some and mm-hmm. send them over to you. Well, no, you'll be in Indianapolis and they'll be available in the stores, I would think. So. I, I've got them with me. I carry them with me. I forgot to bring it in. Oh. <laughs> yeah. That's even worse. You know what's really bad is there's some out in the van right now. And I, I could have used them, and I forgot I had them. So <laughs> I'm just taking the torture for the for the gang, for the team. I'm taking one for the team. For all those that you like Starbucks, I'm I'm joining you today and saying I'm leaving you in about an hour. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess that you want to emphasize grieving, making poor decisions. You're life. not kidding. Wow. <laughs> when you when you make the wrong decision and you can go back, but you don't have the time or wherewithal to do it. <laughs> Friday, I'm drinking Tim Hortons. I'm going to Tim's. There you go. Oh, man. Wow. Hey, I'm not too far from your old alma mater. I'm just down the road. Awesome. Four years, right? Did you go four years? Yep, four years. Four years. You know, I've never been, I've never been to your college that you went to. I've never been there. Should I go by? Should I take a look? Is there anything inscribed anywhere? It says Dan was here. It's up to you. Yeah. Well, I would be on the wall of shame. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, they moved you out of the bathroom? Graduates that we really don't want you to know we're affiliated with. (laughs) Is there anything inscribed on a wall or a tree or anything that I could see? Dan was here or anything like that? Well, there was an oil spot. Oh. On the wall in the dorm over in another area, <laughs> I got I got really sick of my uh, sandwich, you know, the yeah. bag lunches. Yeah, and I and I threw it against the wall, <laughs> and it stuck. It was like a baloney or something that oh, stuck. No. <laughs> I mean, it just stuck on the wall with the bread, <laughs> and we were laughing our heads so we were laughing our head off because I took one piece of bread off and just chucked it. And it stuck right on the wall like it was a magnet. So I left I left it there for about three days. Once it started molding up, I took it off, and there was this round circle on the wall. And it was there. I, I mean, I stopped in that dorm to talk to somebody one time, like when I was a senior and already married and off campus. And I said, hey, I got to check the wall out over here. And, and they're going, yeah, it. there's this round circle on the wall. I have no idea what that's from. I said, it's from me. <laughs> what room number? Do you remember? What was the room number? Oh, yeah. Harvey Harris uh, 6. Harvey Harris 6. I'm going to look. I'm yeah. going to go by there and look. Because that was at least every two weeks, the end of chapel. <laughs> Will the men in Harvey Harris 6 please uh, see Dean Meister <laughs> after chapel? 
<laughs> it was those guys. Yeah, it was the other guys. It was those guys. It wasn't you. No, it wasn't you. Because you have never been a guy to fool around and gag and stuff like that. Serious, serious. Serious Dan. Well, you're serious the one who Dan. gags when we go to the hospital. But That's true. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you saw what I saw, you'd gag too. <laughs> oh. Oh, 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 my goodness. Woo. Folks, if you've never listened to episode eight, <laughs> let me take you back to one of the best episodes ever. I think last and what week. And what was 10 or 12, the nursery one? Oh, yeah. That one I listened to yeah. not, maybe about two months ago. Oh, yeah. And I roared my head off again. I mean, yeah. that thing is funny. Where we put the ice rink in the nursery. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> A little Zamboni going around in there. Oh, man. The early days. That was before we had, you know, class and demeanor. Right. Yes. Yeah. It just exudes out of every pore and fiber of our being. Exudes? Yes. <laughs> wow. Yeah, the, uh, That's a serious word. It's it's intrinsically in my oh. DNA. Oh, here we go. Yeah. Here we yes, go. It. Hang on. Yeah, it's it's, a, it's a, kind of a dull dud because I got Starbucks in the cup. <laughs> <laughs> There's not a molecule that, moving. That metallic sound it's is actually the coffee yeah. itself. Yeah. If I if I hit my belly, it makes the same sound. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! I would like to I would like to suffer some uh, separation anxiety from Starbucks right now. <laughs> yes. There you go. <laughs> wow. Well, let's talk about some grieving. Let's talk about grieving again. And. Uh, I want to I want to address the issue of divorce and people that go through that. There are a lot of people that really struggle through and after time of divorce. What what can we do to help people that are going through that? What are some things that you offer to people when they've gone through a divorce or going through a divorce? Well, as far as the grieving process about it, um you know, I I don't even want to go into the you know the steps of the steps of grief, but I think there is some validity to them. But I don't think that everybody necessarily goes through every single step and those kind of things. But you know, we mentioned about weeping, and there's gonna there's gonna be sorrow whenever there's a loss, some kind of pain. Um, but then you need help. I I think we all need help. Um, I think of this Shunammite woman who, you know, the prophet, you know, prayed and she had a child and then the child grew up and then, you know, it probably had a stroke or something, you know, held his head and died. And, you know, she put the child down and immediately goes and finds a man of God. Now, she was looking for a miracle, but she she went to someone for help. Um, you know, I think of people people in the new testament who went to the lord for help you know whenever somebody died master if thou hadst been here my brother would not have died and so uh, it just you, you need you need spiritual help because i think we get to a point that we in the midst of grief you know our prayers feel hollow we sometimes aren't ministered by the scriptures like what we want to be, and it's not the fault of the scriptures. It's the fact that sometimes we we may need someone to be encouraging us in the scriptures. And so 
you know that's that was pretty much the way I was thinking is we need help you get to a point the bible says that Jesus wept you know his friend died mm-hmm. he told the disciples days before he died that it no he he's he's sleeping and uh, and they thought well good no this was this is necessary so i could show the power of god he still knew he was going to raise from the dead yet jesus wept and that's that's interesting to me yeah there's um there's a ton of emotions that go along with grieving there especially in divorce i think there is it starts with you know a fervency of marriage then there becomes a complacency. Then there becomes either a bitterness or anger. Then there comes that ultimate act of separation or divorce. Then I think there is a grieving time. I think you grieve oh, the course. time that you had together. And then you think of the time coming. And for some, there's a great loneliness. There's a great fear of an, you know, and trepidation that I don't know if I'm going to have anyone else in my life. Should I have anyone else in my life? Then the kids, if there are kids involved, man, the the things those kids go through. And my mom and dad never divorced, but they got to a very serious point in their marriage. And my mom, by the grace of God, went and got some counseling, and that tremendously helped her. And I remember my sister and I, we were pretty young. I think we were probably 12, 13 maybe. And I remember asking my sister, who are you going to live with? Where, where are we going to go? What are we going to do? Mm. And having that conversation, and oh my goodness, it was gut-wrenching. And I just spoke to the young people here in Hebron, and I, I talked to them about Joseph and what a great guy he was and how strong he was. And I was talking to the assistant pastor here, and he said, well, let me tell you about the kids that you're speaking to. And he told me some of the things that some of these kids have gone through. Oh my goodness, Brother Dan. Just some real heartbreaking, gut-wrenching situations. There's one little girl here. She's 18 years old. She has a very, very, very rare disease. And she said, I'm only one of a handful of people that have this. They have no cure for it. Her brother had the same thing and passed away at like 14 years of age. She's 18. Incredible. But you see these kids... And I asked, how many of you come from a divorced home? And in a class of 15 kids, three or four raised their hands. To me, that's way too many. And that's in, that's in a realm of Christianity. Yes. I can't yes. even imagine outside the realm of Christianity. We know the statistics are high. 40%. Yeah, at least. At least that. In Canada, a little more. Um, well, I mean, 40% of kids. Not, yes. Because not, the, the divorce rate, I think, is around 59. Right. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So yeah, so uh, how how do you help those kids, and what can you do for those kids? I would beg you today, if you if you are going through, if you have been through, please get some counseling for your kids. Go to your pastor and set up some counseling times for your kids, and maybe you know the pastor could include some kids that have gone through that divorce, so they can relate. But definitely get some help for your kids. That's that's a gut wrenching experience. Yeah, whenever I'm talking about help, I'm I'm not saying necessarily it has to be counseling, but but you need Christian people to help. You know, through through a situation often uh, because you, you, we bottom out, and as much as we 
should not and cannot live by our emotions, our emotions are still going to affect us to a certain degree to where at some point it is common for people to bottom out that their their grief has become so overwhelming that now they just almost don't feel anything anymore. And that's a very dangerous place to be. And and that's where, you know, the Lord can help give those good feelings back again. Uh, not that he's going to take any of the sorrow away, but he heals us to where, you know, as we look back, the sorrow will always be there. There'll always be a a, a twinge of sadness and a miss and a loss, but you can look at it honestly through Scripture. You can look at it from an eternal perspective because sometimes we just get so overwhelmed with loss of whatever that loss may be that, you know, for some it may be losing a business. You know, I, I know people have gone through some traumatic things when they've lost their businesses because of the idiot COVID restrictions, you know, mm. and uh, and and it felt like a death. You know, they, they put 20, 30 years of their life into it, or maybe it was the family business, and they're the ones that are, you know, on their watch, they lost the business, you know, and and the grieving and the and the difficulty, you know, from things like that, you know, no matter what it is, at some point, you're going to need people to help you. I, I'm not saying just counseling, but you're going to need friendship. You're going to need mm-hmm. encouragement. You need someone to come alongside. Of course, the Holy Spirit does, and he is that uh, paraclete, but yet you need others as well. And I think that we see that in Scripture. Yeah, I think family in those times is very, very important. And fi- find people that are going to help you with the truth. I, it kind of it bothers me a lot that when people are going through these situations, everybody feels like they have to take a side. And I've got to side with my friend or family member, and I've got to tell them what they want to hear. Please find people that will tell you what you need to hear. Get, get people around you that will give you good, solid advice, rounded advice, and not just, you know, hate this person that you've lived with for 5, 10, 15, 20 years, and, you know, they're, they're just out to hurt you. And that, that's not always the case. And, and sometimes there are, there are jerks who hurt people, and I've known people in relationships, both men and women, who have just yes. done nothing but try and hurt people. And, Vindictive. And that's, Exactly. Yeah. And that's not a help at all to anybody. And you've got to you've got to keep your kids in mind when you're going through this. Everything you say they hear, everything that you do, they are observing. And if you're not careful, you're gonna damage a child in their relationships in days ahead. So please be careful of that. I uh, have a friend, you talked about, you know, a a different type of loss, but uh, a dear friend of ours, after 25 years of service in a company, they walked in the other day and said, uh, your job's been terminated, you're done. Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. What a a hardship. No explanation, no, nothing given. Corporate America, corporate Canada, you know, sorry, uh, thanks for your time, you're done. And this person said to to the boss that fired them, said, what about those times when you were a fall down drunk and I helped you up and helped you get sober? What about those times when your parent was dying of cancer and I went over and helped them and gave time to them? And what about, and went through a list of five or six things and the person said, well, personally, I thank you for that, but you're done. 
just cold hearted. I oh, unbelievable. I and as you said, there's been a lot of that since COVID, and I think there's going to be more of that in the days ahead with AI coming in. Um, you know, there are going to be a lot of people that aren't going to be working. It's going to be a difficult time, and so prepare for those times. And and I think as a Christian. We've talked about a lot of defense, but on an offensive position, be prepared. Hard times are going to come. Difficulties are going to come. You're going to suffer some loss in your life. Uh, our parents are passing away. Um, next generation, that's us. We're going to pass away, and we need to be prepared for that. And my mom passed away, and I was sad, but I was glad. I was so glad that she was no longer suffering with the Lord. Uh, for my dad, who was suffering through that, um, you know, I've tried to encourage him and help him with that. I'll never know what he's felt unless I lose my spouse. But at the same mm -hmm. time, you know, he's yeah. been encouraged that she's with the Lord. We're going to be with the Lord. Man, that's such a help to know that we have that. Yeah, the blessing of a church family is, as the Bible says, we weep with those who weep. We rejoice with those who rejoice. And so, uh, you know, your church family indeed can be and for many people your church family is oftentimes closer than mm -hmm. your than your actual family and it may be because of distance it may be because maybe many people in your own family are not saved and they don't know the lord and so that connection is there and there could be some animosity because of the gospel and you're trying to win them to christ and they're still angry that you're calling them a sinner and they're going to hell or something you know whatever it may be but that—that uh, that is the blessing that we have the opportunity. And I feel badly. I feel very, very badly for those who are just nominally playing at church because when, when there comes a time of grief and heartache and trouble, yeah, your church family will be there for you. But sometimes people get so far away from their church family, no one even knows that something bad had happened. And we're not even able to help whenever we don't know. Yeah. Church family today listening, if you know someone going through a hard time, don't be afraid to reach out. Don't, yes. don't be afraid to help somebody. I just had one of our listeners reach out several months ago now, but they, they contact me periodically. And they have been separated from their daughter. Their daughter uh, left their church, uh, left the denomination, um, has participated in some worldly things that we're against and basically said, you know, we're done communicating with our parents. We, we just don't want to walk down that road with you. What a heartache. Mm -hmm. What a sorrow. So we think of divorce and we think of, you know, husband and wife, but sometimes parents are divorced from their kids. Their kids don't want to be with them. Brothers and sisters, divorce. We don't want to be with you anymore. Um, you know, you're a Christian and we don't want to be. Or you're involved in things and we can't be. Those kind of things. And so there's all kinds of separation in our lives. And if you know someone today that's hurting in that situation, don't be afraid to reach out and just say, hey, I'm here. I'm a good listener. Sometimes they just need to talk and sometimes they need encouragement. Don't be afraid to do that. As a pastor, I think we're always looking for people that are hurting as a shepherd. And we move towards those people and we offer. But sometimes people don't want to talk to the pastor. They, they, don't want to, they don't want to get to that level of help yet. And sometimes just somebody who knows them and understands oh, amen. 
it, Amen. It, you can be such a good help. And I, hey, I let's always go, let's go grab a coffee. Let's go. Hey, yeah. meet you for breakfast before you go to work. You know, just hey, how you doing, man? You know, exactly. And as guys, we don't necessarily always open up, but just right. knowing, you know, somebody else cares and uh, maybe just wants to do something with you. You know, right. uh, hey, I'm going to the target range. You know, you want to come? I mean, just yeah. just things that are just different and and you know can really help. Yeah, I, I just thought of this too. Um, in my experience, and maybe yours is a little bit different, but most men do not want to go for counseling. If you're if you're in a marital situation and uh, you're struggling, and you say to your husband, ladies, I, I want to go for counseling. Most men do not want to go for counseling. That's a show of weakness. Um, most men want to handle their own problems. Most men think that they can get through it themselves. If you have a husband that will go for counseling, praise the Lord for that. Thank them immensely. Um, and, and guys, I, I think all of us need to understand that getting help is not a weakness. It's a great strength. And it shows to your loved ones, whether it be your kids or your wife or your friends, man, if you're willing to go and get some help in a problem, I, you know, I've, I've criticized our younger generation sometimes because I feel that they don't want help sometimes. They don't seek uh, help as much as I'd like to see them do that. But I got to tell them, I tell you, I, I think that they've learned that somewhat from our generation that, you know, we we'll you know we'll tough it out we'll just get through it and that doesn't always work and if there's a time in your life when you need to talk to somebody go talk to somebody and and get that help you need and try to stay keep from doing it online yeah. you know yeah find a person you can talk to face to face right you know now thank the lord for facetime i mean we We've mm -hmm. talked together, and and we do this commonly, um, you know. So that is a little bit different. But I'm I'm talking about the the faceless, nameless person that you've been chatting with, or something. You mm -hmm. know, uh, man, I'd be very careful of that. And and that that sadly, uh, we like to hide behind that anonymity and say many things that we maybe wouldn't say to a person face to face. And so that's a good thing to be you know, talking to somebody face to face, but yeah. people want to help you. Yeah. You have, if you're in a church family and if you know, save people, there are people that want to help you through this and they may not know how, but you know, just they'll pray. They'll, they'll be asking God for wisdom. And you know, if you know somebody that's hurting, just try to spend some time with them. Yeah. Job's three friends showed up and sat down, didn't say anything for days, because mm -hmm. they did not know what to say, but they were there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That was the advice my father-in-law gave me to a young preacher. I said, what do you, what do you say when you go in that hospital yeah. room, and what do you say when you go into the funeral, and the families there are grieving? He said, you don't have to say anything. Just let them know you're there. That was yeah. great advice. They'll come to you when they're ready, and and I would say this. You, know, you don't want to force yourself in time of need. You don't want to force yourself a counselor, but... You know, make the offer anyways, make that offer. I'll tell you this too about being face-to-face. -face. Um, the, the thing you can't get over video is an embrace or a handshake or a hand on the shoulder. Um, I was just with Brother Tim Brown in Canton, and they adopted a beautiful girl. Um, she's grown into a fine lady. Uh, she was born in the Ukraine, 
and she was born premature at 23 weeks. Um, they had pretty much told her mother that she had died. So the mother had no idea that her baby was alive. When the adoption time came, she found out then that her daughter was alive. But that little girl was in an incubator for months. She mm. was in a crib for years with no mm. personal contact. Nobody touched her. Oh, Nobody held wow. her. Nobody caressed her hair. And it, it delayed her. it delayed her growth. And mm. the Browns said that when they got her, she was so starving and so craved for that. Even to this day, she she just every now and then say, "I just I just need a hug. I just need to embrace." And I, you know, I'm not a real huggy feely kind of person, but I tell you, I I don't mind embracing someone when they're hurting. I don't mind someone embracing me when I'm hurting. There's there's something about that personal contact, and of course, you know. Please understand, we're not being goofy about this. I'm not being goofy. Don't don't overdo this. Don't overstep bounds. But with a family member, with a friend, man, if I know you're hurting, I'm going to embrace you, brother Wolver. I'm going to I'm going to tell you that I love you, and I'm going to embrace you. Um, that that is such a help. Sometimes that's all you need to do. Sometimes, and uh, I, I encourage. I, you. I don't mind that, but it's when we're sitting down and you put your hand on my knee. That that bothers <laughs> yeah, me. Yeah, I but, just but, you know. <laughs> But I just want to tell you, I love you. <laughs> That's your knee? I thought it was your shoulder. <laughs> there he is, Mr. Serious, Mr. Not Sappy. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Wow. Our time has yeah, uh, you know, bias. Go ahead. As far as the, the thing of the human touch, I've learned over the years, of course, you know, we both went in the ministry very young. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it's like you don't touch somebody, you know. But I've I've learned over the years going to hospitals that whenever I pray, yes. I'll generally, like, put my hand on, on a woman's forearm. Yep. You know, maybe her shoulder if she's got an IV in her hand or something. I, do, I don't necessarily hold their hand unless somebody, you know, holds her hand out and they want to. But, right. But most often... It, there's just something you're right about the human touch and uh, and I've learned over maybe the last 30 or more years that I usually will touch somebody whenever I'm praying for yeah. them in the hospital you know yep. put my hand on their shoulder or you know something that that's appropriate and uh, I, I just I think people appreciate it you know yeah I think as you get older too they're there's just something about age and experience that allows you, you know, to have more discretion and, you know, valor in those times. And the, people don't think as oddly of that. Um, yeah, it, when it's done right and in those serious times, there there is something to that for sure. It uh, took me a while to acquire that because at first I started to put my hand on their face like the Vulcan mind meld. And yeah, that just yeah. didn't, that just didn't go, work. you know. No, yeah. no. No, um, and I found that sticking my finger in their ear really didn't help them a lot. You know, um, Here's a wet willy before I go. That's right, exactly, <laughs> exactly. And on that note, we'll conclude today's Tim Talks. <laughs> because everybody knows the last five minutes are a recap of hilarity. We uh, That's what I'm we sort of put go. a line through weeping with those that weep, but we highlight the part we rejoice with them that rejoice. So. That's right. So 
as you're drifting off into eternity, I'm going to be standing at your bed. I'll hear those words that so many people say, get off my air hose. <laughs> and I'm going to give you a wet willy and send you off into eternity with that thought. <laughs> With the yeah, I'll, like, be, I'll the, be waiting for you. That's right. <laughs> if that happens, I'll be waiting that's for you. Right. But but I'll probably be waiting a long, 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 long time. Long time. There may be yeah. a gulf fixed between us. So. <laughs> <laughs> I have a Nexus card. I can get over the border anytime I want. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Al Stone. And uh, today, if you're going through some difficulty, maybe, maybe you're considering a divorce. Maybe you're going through it. Maybe you've gone through it. Man, please, please get some help today, especially for your family. Don't, don't try to suffer through that alone. That's a difficult situation or any kind of separation time. Boy, just sometimes it's good just to have somebody that will say, I love you and I'm concerned and I'm here if you need me. I'm Al Stone. This is Dan Wolven of Columbus, Ohio, and I want to encourage you, uh, don't Let's not try to forget about those who may have had a loss a long time ago, maybe yeah. a decade ago, and they, they're still, you know, they're not grieving and and not responsive hardly, but it still hurts, you know. Let's let's try to remember people through holidays and, and just at different times, you know, let's let's ask the Lord to keep us sensitive uh, for the others who just may need a friend yeah yeah absolutely for today we're done but we will be back on friday to conclude out this week and dealing with grieving and uh, sorrow and those kind of things um maybe we can talk to the teenagers a little bit on friday talk about some of the issues that they would face outside of uh you know parents going through that some things that kids deal with today second leading cause of death amongst teenagers in canada and america today is suicide and a lot of that's because they just feel all alone and that maybe nobody cares. We'll talk about that on Friday. And I've got one last Bible principle. All right. It, that'll be Friday. There's your teaser. Get ready. Here Coming up on Believe it Friday. or not. Wow. We're going to go to the Bible. That's, has it come to that already? Yes, it has. <laughs> this is the Tim Talks. We'll be back on Friday. Have a great day. Eh? You've been listening to Tim Talks, taking interest in ministry, with new podcasts added each Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. To learn more about your hosts, Dr. Al Stone and Pastor Dan Wolven, you can visit us at timtalks.com. That's T-I-I-M talks.com.